Welcome to the Batphone Podcast, where we talk about combat sports, comic books, gaming, pop culture, and anything else my friends want to talk about. Hosted by yours truly, Nick Batman Hughes. And it is fight day for Apex. Diamondback, all of the jiu-jitsu, all the wrestling, all the MMA, all the kickboxing and K1. It's actually all going ahead and we couldn't be more thankful. So I wanted to do a little bit of a special today and hopefully I'm going to get some interviews with fighters, event promoters and organizers, fans, people behind the scenes so we can get some insights and we can get some real ideas about what it truthfully is. Uh, looks like and feels like behind the scenes of a fight show and the look inside the mind of those fighters as well what they're actually thinking about on fight day it can be very very uh, daunting very taxing but it can also be a little bit candid and a little bit fun so hopefully we can depict a little bit of that. And if you're going to the Apex Fight Show and you listen to this later on, you might hear some uh, interesting stories that come out of it. So what I plan to do is I plan to talk about before the event. I'll let the event speak for itself. And then I'll probably post this up uh, the day after and we can, let, we can see what happens and we can let the cards fall where they may. But uh, just a little something I thought we might do. And I'll definitely begin with my own insights as one of the questions that I commonly get asked is, are you excited? Are you nervous? Uh, how do you feel uh, when it comes to coaching fighters uh, on the day of the event? And my honest answer to this, and I think people who know me know the way that I operate, is that I can't really afford to get too excited. I am happy, I am glad that all of these fighters have safely made weight and they've moved forward through fight camp and they've done everything that they've needed to do and that they're getting the opportunities that they deserve. However, myself as a coach, my job and my responsibility is to stay as level, calm and as composed as I can possibly be, especially on fight day. Uh, I don't want to do any of our athletes a disservice by getting too highly emotional and that's also because we have multiple fighters on the card imagine a scenario where i was highly emotive uh, something bad happened to one of our fighters and i had a big crash in adrenaline i could only solely focus on what had just happened and i couldn't shift my mentality to focus on what was about to happen with the next fighter that we have they wouldn't get the attention that they deserve because a lot of my motivation behind the way that i am i, I try to be composed i try to be precise and i try to give good technical advice you know get up is not good technical advice i try to be as precise uh, and clear as I can possibly be with any technical advice. Yes, I want the athletes to do well in their bouts. However, I want to get them home safely to their family. I want to make sure that I've done everything that I can possibly do in order to give them a positive experience. If I start yelling and screaming at them, uh, they they want to, to to do the things we're asking them to do. I promise you, they they want to get up, they want to win their fights, and they want to do all of those things. But it's difficult at the best of times. So if I'm composed and I translate a good message to these fighters uh, when they are in the fights, they stand a better chance of having a positive experience and returning to their family and returning to the academy on a good note, whether they win or lose or draw, because that's how it is in the fight game. There can only be one of those outcomes unless it's a, 
a true no contest, something really bad happens. But on fight day, I know that even against their greater instincts, our fighters are going to be volatile. They're going to be emotional and that's completely normal. So I have to be the complete opposite. So my answer to the question when people ask me if I'm excited, I am excited, but my job is to remain composed. Uh, and I've done this quite a bit now. Uh, so at, in the lead up, you know, whether it's weigh-in day or even the day before weigh-in day, I can, I can see and feel my, my mentality and my mind start to shift. I start to shed a little bit of the nerves, so to speak, and try to bring my mind into a level of clarity. Actually, don't try. Sorry, that's a, a bad wording. It, it's, it just tends to happen because instinctually I know what's about to happen. I've, I'm experienced. I've done this before and I know what is needed. I know that in order to have the best interests of our fighters in mind and in order to give them the best outcomes, I need to put my best foot forward and I need to really make an effort to be the best coach that I can possibly be as well because I have a responsibility to them and a, an obligation to make sure that they're okay, but I also want that for them. I want them to be okay. So I'm going to try as hard as I possibly can to make sure I'm the best coach that I can possibly be and give our fighters a really good outcome. So hopefully that's a little bit of an insight into what I'm going through and what I think and the way I approach things. And we're going to get some really good insights as well throughout the day. All of the Batphone podcast alumni, I'm going to try and get a word with all of them and maybe some uh, really cool special guests at the same time. So stay tuned. Let's see what happens. All right, I'm here with the very first guest we ever had on the Batphone podcast, which is Anthony Bino. How's it going today? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, fight day, so I wanted to get a quick word from you. How, how are you feeling, man? So excited for everyone. Yeah. I mean, uh, after, especially Mason and Fizzy got it taken away from May yeah. and November. Yeah. So this is their third time lucky. Yeah. Uh, and obviously then PJ back-to-back fight camps as well and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, pumped, really excited to see everyone compete. And it's really good to see. I mean, everyone came in at weigh-ins underweight. Everyone did it very professionally. There was no sauna. There was nothing like that. So from a coach's perspective, that's very encouraging. That's oh, amazing. I mean, couldn't ask for anything better than the guys we've got. They're, they're all amateur fighters fighting like professionals, training like professionals yeah. and dieting like professionals. And obviously you've been a massive part of the fight camp and the coaching staff in general you've had a lot to do with PJ in this camp is there any any insights you want to add into that I wouldn't want to be fighting him tonight no I'm, I, I'm so excited I would not want to fight him tonight yeah. it looks great I wouldn't want to fight any of these boys tonight but <laughs> PJ especially he's, uh, he's really gone to a new level I think doing back to back fight camps helping me and Tony prepare those years yeah, back he's right. really elevated him yeah I, I think honestly like one of the things I always think about is you know these guys have their their tendencies, their things they want to achieve in fights, things they want to achieve in fighting. And for someone like PJ, just the job's just never done. Yeah. You know, he's always striving towards like his physique's genetic, but it's not an accident that he's it's in hard work. Yeah, he is in ser- seriously good shape for seriously real reasons. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you is, I mean, you know, considering that this is the first time I've done something like this that's been on a fight day, uh, you have fought extensively and heavily all over the country. Do you have any pre-fight rituals or anything that goes through your head the day before or day of? Um, yeah, I mean, as you know, when we've gone away, hotels, South Park, yeah, video yeah. games, trying to take 
take the mind off the fight. I don't like to think about the fight until I'm getting my hands wrapped. Yeah. Till I get, I think like if you're thinking about it all day, you expend a lot of energy for no reason. Yeah. You're already going to get nervous and adrenaline and you're yeah. going to have moments where you think you're invincible and you have moments where you think you're going to die. Yeah. Other day, it's very natural and if, if anyone does otherwise, they're full of shit. Yeah. You'd <laughs> have to be a literal psycho to not go through those yeah. ups and downs. And if you don't have those emotions, then you're, you probably don't know what you're in for. Yeah, that's very true. So I think that's another thing that um, PJ has added to his advantage. He has gone through this before he hit that he's talked about it on the podcast he hit that two minute stopping point like right in the first round when it was this frenetic back and forth fight that they made a t-shirt out of and he, yeah. he had to overcome that that was the best amateur fight I've seen first timers yeah. that was like a three or four fight pro veteran fight both yeah. him and Andrew were both amazing performers yeah. so that was not if you look at other middleweights that were amateur on that night that fought if you had to split the matchups, mm. like Andrew would have beaten anyone else on that night. Yeah, PJ. that's true. Yeah, he got very unlucky to have that fight. I, I agree. I think I hope Andrew fights again. So actually. do I. Yeah. So he deserves it. He would. He, he deserves a win for that effort he put in. He deserves a, a win next to his yeah, name. He definitely does. Well, well, you got to wrap hands tonight. Yeah, uh, we have got Lee backstage wrapping hands as well. The, the process. I'm going to give him some lessons on how to do it for MMA, mate. Because <laughs> this isn't boxing. <laughs> That's not boxing. He's going to have a move around and he's going to sit down and watch me wrap hands, and he's going to learn. And nah. then Lee's going to throw some uppercuts. Yes, uppercuts. Yeah. Screw. Nah. Um, yeah, now nah, really excited, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing everyone uh, go. And I'm going to say, uh, you know. Trinity 4 and 0 tonight and uh, M16 1 and 0. Yep. It's going to be a good night and hopefully uh, some more shows to come in yeah. the future. I really hope this is like the momentum starter, the kickstarter for just shows that are able to happen. Same. Yeah. Let's let's hope we can get a couple of shows in SA this year. Even if it was two, it'd be so good for athletes to be able to compete. Yeah. I want to fight this year. Get me a fight yeah. this year. Once at Am- least. Amateur development fights, man. Put on three amateur shows that, that you know, no pro fights. Yeah, yeah. Make money off ticket sales and then put, put on, on a, a pro, pro show, show at the end of the year or something. Yeah. Hopefully this... Uh, COVID wave, we get some, even if we get some pockets of 8 to 12 weeks where we're in normal training and we can have a fight, then you can do it, you know? Well, there's some opportunities on the horizon. Thanks for chatting, man. Thanks, look forward to it. Okay, I'm here with Timmy Flashbang Rogers, another one of the favourites on the podcast, uh, as always a favourite in life as well. How are you going today? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, of course, man. It's fight day. I want to get some insights. I want to hear what you think about the fights and what you're excited to see. Man... Well, I'll be watching on my phone because I have a wedding. So Hannah's brother's getting married today, so I can't be there. So I'll be watching on my phone, but I'm definitely so pumped to watch the fights, man. Like Mason, Mason's like, I just can't wait for him to get to show what Levi got to show. Mason hasn't had that opportunity. He got the opportunity with his Muay Thai fight, but now he's going to be able to do like what he is. He's an MMA fighter. Muay Thai was just a to something to have a go and have a fight, but he's an MMA fighter through and through. He really is. I love what they bring in terms of mentality and mm. into the cage. They are fighter fighters. Oh, yeah. and I'm going to try yeah. and talk to them a little bit later on today, and I know exactly what they're going to say. I'm going to ask them, hey, what have you been doing today? What is your yeah. pre-fight rituals? And they're going to say, I've just been watching hours of boxing fights. Yeah. <laughs> watching uh, the Gypsy King. That's what they're going to say. That I'll... I've, guarantee it at least half an hour to 45 minutes mm. of the fights that they were watching would have been bare knuckle gypsy fights mm. of just guys going toe to toe for 30 minutes yeah. like in a barn somewhere just yeah it's crazy mm. but yeah he really has become a very technical striker now he mm. i'd say maybe two weeks into camp he just flipped got, the switch yeah right? he flipped the switch and he got some advice which was 
hey, what are your weapons? Yeah. Like, how are you hurting yeah, these people? Yeah, I remember people? that, yeah. And then he realized, oh, this is my shot that I'm trying to land. Yeah, this is my shot. Yeah, his left kick to the body, his leap in overhand left. Like, those as a beginning phase mm. to the end phase, which yeah. is where he really puts the damage in. He's been able to do that amazingly. And Absolutely. both the twins are super dangerous off mm-hmm. their back, super dangerous yeah. grapplers. Yeah. And now they're very opportunistic. Like, they want to win these fights. Yeah, they've... they've, they've... They've almost found that C-U-N-T. You, know, like, <laughs> you can say it, man. It's okay. They've, they've brained the cunt out. You know what they I mean? have. Yeah. And you can see, like, like I said to mate, I said to Levi the other day, man, you look like someone tried to use a snake as a condom. <laughs> like, he's just thrashing. He's, like, going hard as for it. Because <laughs> they've both switched on, you know? Like, they they're both, And, like, they bring it out of each other. And they oh, bring man. it out in us now. The hardest rounds that they have are against each other. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Like, yeah. they just, they, they like each other, but they, yeah. they're not going to... No. Didn't take any back steps. They're brothers at the end of the day. Like. I know what it's like to be a twin. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, twin thing. Uh, so something I asked Bino before, which I'll ask you again, is like, um, do you have any pre-fight rituals and give the guys some insight into what goes through your head? Well, I was actually speaking to Shane Mitchell about this the other day. Like we were on the phone for about an hour, just chatting about things like with his upcoming fight, yeah. and um, he was saying like he likes to pretend that he's not even got a fight coming up. Mm. And whereas like, I'm, I'm pretty similar. Like Shane will sort of said that he sort of just hang, like just takes himself right out of it. Whereas I like to go out and I like to socialise with the crowd. It's like for me, like I like to be very social before mm-hmm. I fight. Like I like to be, hey, I'm here as a fan. Oh fuck, I'm about to have my go as well. But That's like awesome. I like to be there as a fan, watch the fights, get as much as I can into it. Be a, like just like a social butterfly, just floating around, just having chats with as many people as I can and then next thing you know okay switch on yeah and that's what works for you yeah, yeah. I, I, I know that I overthink um, the fight then yeah I know that Mike Turner was somewhat like that as well mm. he was like happy-go-lucky wants you to crack jokes backstage yeah, yeah. until almost walkout time yeah 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 because yeah. yeah. yeah, otherwise like I found I said to Shane the other day when I fought Taylor Garrett we were the main event and took, we were, I was out the back a bit too much mm. for that fight and I sort of found myself going like just thinking about it too much so for me I don't ever want to overthink that I'm fighting because yeah. otherwise because you know what you're going to do you've done an eight week camp yeah you, you, it's going to come like yeah and that's what I was saying to, to Evan as well like, mm. when you step in there and fight you're going to yeah. fight it's yep. going to happen <laughs> when this guy punches you in the face you will fight back yeah. you know and you, it's so it almost sounds stupid to say that but really that's the way you visualize things sometimes you don't really think that there's gonna uh, there's a fight about to happen no and sometimes you question yourself like am i going to do stuff you will even when you get in there you feel the cage on your feet it's like it's like oh fuck okay now it's real yeah like because it's soft the whole everything you've been walking on before that even the mats out the back are harder than the than the, Mm. than the cage you get in there it's soft and it's like it's just something totally different and unless you're, you know, amazing and you can be completely mindful all the time that you're in a fight, really, all this training is to make things instinct. Yeah. yeah. So just to make your best instincts better. Mm. You know? And I know that Evan's going to do that as well. And when, yeah. he, when he had his first fight, you know, there were some serious question marks over his ability to perform in the fight and, you know, from himself, from yeah, himself. Yeah. He, was, he was posing those questions to himself and he overcame them amazingly. And yeah. when he got in there, More he than threw his else. shots. He yeah. threw his shots. Oh yeah, that's for sure. He had to overcome some serious stuff to, <laughs> to make that walk. Although I remember looking in your eyes yeah. before he walked out thinking, 
Are we going to get him in? Yeah, <laughs> we might have to fucking tow truck this kid into the yeah. cage, but nah, it was funny stuff. It was good stuff. As well. That one liner. That one. Oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm doing this. Nah. To this day, probably one of the, the one of the greatest, yeah, one yeah. of the coolest moments ever. Yeah, when they make a shirt that says that, I can't believe I'm doing this. Oh my god, that's great. But now nah, Taylor, Taylor can't wait to see Taylor. Can't wait to see Fizz. Can't wait to see PJ. Yeah. Obviously, like there's a bunch of new guys that have never had MMA fights as yeah. well in South Australia, so it'd be cool to see them. Like, what a great opportunity for like SA MMA. Yeah, Josh Watkins from uh, Complete Control with Alan Hartley. He's, yeah. he's done some work with us here. And yeah, he's, he's, he's really good. good. Man. Yeah, he's they great. are really good people. Like, it's good to have good people around because they just then, integrate with the club so well. And those days where you know, Josh and Alan were out here, and then Cam Sinclair and uh, and Luke Vidler were out here as well. We're all inter- integrating. We're yeah. all learning together, yeah. and we're all pushing towards a specific goal as well yeah. we're helping those guys get ready to fight yeah um, that's important it's going to be really cool to see Luke get in there as well yeah absolutely um, you know he's a, a very interesting style very interesting kid and yeah. he, you know, he's a nice guy as well he's a very yeah. nice guy yeah. yeah very straight up man. a yeah. lot of stuff happened before this fight with uh with Ryan's fight falling through yeah because the Victorian borders got closed which yeah. means Luke lost an opponent and and gained Ryan's opponent. Now, it wasn't as clear-cut as that because Luke didn't want to do it. He didn't want to take away Ryan's fight. And, and, you know, that's a... And this is... Admirable. Oh, man. Luke, off of 15 weeks of training because he had, you know, his fight ripped away in the first place with COVID, he was still that much of a stand-up bloke that he didn't want to take Ryan's opportunity away because he knew yeah. how hard Ryan had worked. But yeah. a bit of communication, a bit of understanding, and, and Luke's got the fight, and that's great. Ryan's got a fight coming up. I wish him all the Perth. best for him, man. Yeah. Sure. Let's, let's see those guys step up. Yeah. yeah. And Shane, man. And Shane, yeah. Shane. Big cut. Shane deserves this. Oh, man, he deserves it. Like, yeah. I, yeah, he had a big cut, mm. and it looked like it was hard. And we just hope for the best for him, man. We hope that this scenario is the one that plays out to his advantage, yeah. mm-hmm. to his favour. Well, even talking to him afterwards, like, I was like, man, I wonder how he's going to bounce back. But then after the weigh-ins, like the official weigh-ins and that, I went over and like, said g'day like, again to him. Mm-hmm. And um, like he, start, he started to sort of fill out a little bit and started to already. So it looked like he was starting to like, come around quite quickly, which yeah. is very good. It's what good. you want to see. Yeah, I'm glad, man. All right, well... We're going to head down there. We'll see wait, you there. Wait, wait. Well, I'm going to butt oh, in. I'm I know. Say, Josh is going to win as well tonight from Complete Control. <laughs> I forgot to give him a shout out. He looks fantastic. Josh as well. Shout out to Complete Control. Little does Bino realise we just said no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bino the, the gate crasher. Well, I didn't say anything. I felt bad. I didn't pay my respect. Good on you, bro. We all pay respect. All right. Let's Thank go you. on to the next. All right. So I managed to get my hands on the Reaper. Jake Chenoweth is here. We're fresh off doing actually some rounds for... Uh, uh, Ryan, obviously this is fight day, but Ryan has a fight coming up, so he no, needs his round. That's he needs his round. So we made sure everyone was here supporting him, and we've got uh, Big Manassa down um, coaching the jiu-jitsu at Apex right now as well. But amazingly enough, it's fight day somehow, and we're all yeah, here. And COVID, COVID fight day. COVID fight day. Okay, outdoor, so, outdoor event on a nice hot summer's day. Yeah, it's Boys interesting, right? The, the weigh-ins were really interesting as well. I haven't really experienced anything like that yet. Was, I, I didn't mind it. Though. Did you watch the stream afterwards? It looked really good on the stream. It, it looked really good on the stream. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was enjoying that. Yeah, but all those guys are, are really ready to go. And, you know, I've chatted to Bino today. I've chatted to Timmy today. 
And we mentioned a lot of guys that are just have had that metamorphosis in fight camp and sometimes back-to-back fight camps and, and just how ready they are. I can only imagine what's going through their heads being amateur fighters, you know, just working their way up to the cage. But uh, hey, they got a chance in this kind of condition. They're going to go out there and enjoy it at least. They will. What, what do you reckon it would be like? I mean, there's Mason's one of them, but there's quite a few on this card that are first-timers and they're debut fighters. Yeah, there's a lot of debut fighters. And yeah, a lot of the, I think most of the Muay Thai ones are uh, making their debut yeah. as well. And Evan's opponent is a debut fighter as well. Yeah. Imagine having your we debut are. fight on like Norwood Oval in an Apex Sport Festival. It's so weird. Well, yeah. It, well, at least they haven't got used to fighting indoors in the dark. That's true. Thing. And their, their, their first experience is going to be outdoors. It's going yeah. to be something new and different. But it's going to be something... That's their first time, it's new and different. Not their fifth, fifth fight that's going to be new and different. Yeah. Fight outdoors, if you know what I'm saying. So yeah, at least I that's hope a good it's thing. Not hot. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it will be. So that, the, the grapplers will be cooking right now. Yeah, I, co- I caught like a five minutes of the live stream of the grappling, and there's some people sitting around like fanning themselves <laughs> and like stuff yeah. like that. So. Oh, no doubt. No but doubt. what an experience. I mean, yeah. we can only hope this goes amazing. Oh, I um, hope it's a good show. Yeah, and it looks pretty good so far. So. Uh, I'm just really looking forward to seeing who wins the arm wrestling, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> I'm actually, I want to watch the medieval fights now. Some guys swinging swords around each other. In so. the heat. I wonder yeah, how hard they're going to go, because I know, like, we've got mates who do it. Yeah. So I know in the past, they, they've gone hard. Like, this might be an exhibition, but yeah. maybe they've had, like, a an internal tournament, and this is, like, the finals of their tournament. You know yeah, what I mean? God knows, bro. I, I just... Yeah, I imagine the concussions you get from swinging swords at each other's head. Yeah, whilst you're wearing plate mail. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because that's all real armor and shit yeah, like that. That's they're, not real, like... they're real swords. Yeah. <laughs> they're um, metal swords. Though. Well, a quick question I'll ask you. I've been asking a few you know, people who have fought before and stuff like that. Uh, do you have any pre-fight rituals, some insights into what goes through your mind before you fight? Uh, for me, I like to tell myself, just be fast, not powerful. Because mm. I found when you go out there and you just want to... Be, be a knockout type of person and, and put your opponent to sleep. If you go out there and you're actually literally trying to do that with every punch, it's never going to happen. You're going to load up and it's going to make you look slow and, and they're going to, going to see everything coming. So if you just focus on being fast, the adrenaline and the situation will make you powerful anyway. So, yeah, that's um, awesome advice, yeah, man. Just be yeah. fast, man. Just worry about being fast and sharp. Don't worry about the power because that'll be there anyway. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Well, you, me, Ant, we've got... Um, Lee Jenkins also is going to be in the corners tonight. Yeah, Tony will be around as well. Tony's yeah. going to be back. Tony Caruso is going to be backstage. Uh, Ryan Cooper is going to be backstage as well. Yeah, and, we got a big, um, we'll get the Gracie train going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's we've got such a close knit bunch now that yeah. every single person who's back there and every single person who's walking in there, it, we all mean something to each other. It's a yeah. it's a very good unit and. Um, Unfortunately, Tim's got a wedding to go to, but uh, yeah. So some of the strategies we were talking about before to try and get Tim out of this wedding is rock up to the the like the pre-wedding stuff super paro or just acting super drunk, so that like Tim, um, we're gonna have to you're gonna have to go home, mate. My boy, we can't have you around here acting like this. And then he pops up in someone's corner. Yeah. <laughs> down at Apex on live stream and they're watching it. Uh, but it is what it is and uh, he'll be there in spirit. You can't keep him yeah, out. No. You can't keep him out of everyone's hearts. I'm sure I'm sure he'll be watching on his phone tonight at the wedding anyway. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. And then he'll get paro. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thanks heaps for that man. Cheers. Alright, let's move on to the next. 
All right, as you can probably begin to hear, we're on the road and we're on the way down to Apex. So I'm here with my beautiful partner and aspiring jujitsuka, <laughs> Jackie Evie Evans. Uh, so. As I said, on the way, it's fight day. Everyone's put in the work. It's fight day. That's right. Um, We're just driving down to the Oval. Um, Adelaide Oval? Adelaide Oval or uh, <laughs> Titanium Arena? No, 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 no. Uh, Norwood, Norwood. Going to Norwood Oval. The old stomping grounds, of course. And, uh, well, it's, you know, I'm starting to get into that mindset of... Uh, clear and precise. And, Jackie, I know you're excited for all of your training I'm partners. I'm so excited. What are you looking forward to specifically? I, you know, Evan. Okay. Evan's, yeah, yeah. It's fizzy. <laughs> but probably the fight that I'm most excited to see is Taylor. Yeah. Taking that, like, last minute, not last minute, but, you know, shorter notice fight. Yeah, and... the, the late opportunity. I mean, it's a, it's a tough one. that He's got a hard opponent, but uh, the, we have a lot of belief in Taylor. And this is the type of fight that he needs, really. Mm. I mean... He was tested in kickboxing in terms of going the distance with Goran, and that was against a more experienced opponent where he didn't know what was going to happen. Taylor's obviously very good at what he does, and he's very talented, and I feel like the best way to push his MMA forward is to allot him the same type of leveled opportunity uh, for growth uh, that he got in kickboxing and K1 as well. Uh, the guy that he's fighting from hybrid, uh, Rob Wilkinson's gym in Tasmania, you know, he's fought some hard fights and he's fought a, a decision draw as well. And that's really difficult to do, uh, fight for every second of a fight and end up with a draw. You know, that denotes a back and forth, very close battle where you, no one conceded. So he's had that experience and, uh, Taylor, you know, he's, he's standing up against the test. I think Taylor's going to be the surprise out of Trinity tonight. I think he's oh, just his energy yesterday at Wayans was, I was like you're just feeling the excitement, you're feeling the buzz from him. Everyone else is a little bit more like mellow, pulling back, but you could just feel it coming off of him. He's the one that's ready to go. And his mum and dad yesterday, like just you know, beautiful family. It was great to have a chat to them and. Yeah, I just, I just want it for Taylor tonight, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you've obviously forged a very strong training bond with, with Fizzy as well, with yeah. Evan. You guys are always helping each other out, so there's a bit of sentimental favouritism at play, I'm sure. He, especially after his last fight. Yeah. He, you know, we're not talking about it. We're not talking about <laughs> it because it's like you don't want to bring it up, but we all know where it should have been and how he should have um, come away with that fight. Yeah. But um, just tonight... I think Evan, you know, he was getting fired up. You started to see a, a bit of a change in his attitude, a bit of change in his eyes, and, you know, he was starting to look very hungry for it. So it was good. It was good to see the change over. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot going on, obviously, in the lead-up, and that's been discussed. And it would have just been so hard for all these people who are competing to, to refocus and, you know, have the wool pulled from under them, mm. the rug pulled from under them, and then have to really go after it again and regenerate that drive and intensity. And, you know, that was difficult for Fizz. You know, yeah. he, he, you're right at the beginning of that time where we said, hey, you've actually got this fight again. Yeah. Um, you know, it took him a little while to turn the, turn the wheel and, and, and even get at moving. the same time when his last fight got cancelled, Mm. He, he turned to me on one of the Saturdays and he was like, you know, what do you reckon? I'm like, dude, 
you're yeah. fine. You're, we're good. We're good. Like, you know. Um, but obviously in the back of his head, that was always going to be something that was playing on his mind. Mm. So, no, good for him for overcoming that and definitely stepping up. Well, he's going to be very upset that you're wearing a PJ Van Gogh hey. hurricane hey. supporter t-shirt. I said to him, get a fizzy shirt that says, I like to party and I'll be wearing that front row and centre. And he never did. So that's on you, Fizz. That's oh, on wow. you. I didn't even realise that was on the cards, an I like to party shirt. Um, I think that it should be if it wasn't on the cards. Oh I thought he, I think he thought I was joking. Clearly not. <laughs> but I'm in a PJ shirt always, you know. Supporting the hurricane, can't wait for that right hand to yeah, go. Here comes the story, but you know, <laughs> it, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And funnily enough, Mason is uh, fighting Evan's last opponent as well. He's fighting did, Jacob Barron. Did you see him at weigh in? Which one? Who Mason? Mason. Oh gosh. <laughs> Just the look in his oh, eye and well, the chewing of the gum. Apparently, and stuff. Oh. I I've heard that they went to high school together, and there's some sort of ongoing beef. Good. Uh, they I don't can know settle it today. Yeah. Oh, hopefully it does. Put get it to settled. rest. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, the, this is uh, Jacob's one and one. Uh, uh, maybe yeah, one and one. One and, and one. Um, Mason's his debut. You know, Levi got a jump on him and got to get in there in the cage first and was very successful. And I think because of Levi's success, there's a, a level of expectation on Mason going in that he has to produce the same type of performance. You know, but, as long as he goes out and he does everything he can. Mm. You know, that's all you can expect from the fighters. Well, I was talking to Tony Caruso at the weigh-ins, and he, you know, he said it best. He's like, you've just got to let your uh, training come through. Mm. Like, he has a lot of confidence in the boys from Trinity because he's been involved in their development and their training. So he knows that they understand the game, and he understands that when you get in there and you start fighting, you've got no choice but to fight. You've just got to let that natural uh, style play out. And I think Mason... Again, we've mentioned this before, but he found his weapons during this fight camp mm. about what is most potent for him, and he gets a chance now to to go and showcase those skills. The card, the cards will fall where they may. He has excellent instinct. Yeah, and that's really starting to show out um, in the last month, I reckon. Yeah, just his fighting style and how he has this insight, you know, mm. and you can see that he's constantly thinking about it. He's playing the game of chess. Yeah, um, I'm definitely looking forward to asking them, you know, what they've been up to in the last 24 hours, because <laughs> everyone has their different processes. I mean, I, t- I talked to Ant and Jake and Tim about their processes and how they go into a fight, and you know, I, I think it will be really interesting to hear from Mason and PJ and Evan and Taylor, sort of in the moment on the day, you know, what's going through their head. We might find some. Uh, some very insightful answers. Uh, PJ's been out down at the beach with his shirt off, and uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> if Ron was still on the fight card, he would have been on a Tinder date, you know, yeah. having a having a brunch somewhere. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, imagine! Like, I I'm think so sorry. <laughs> if we if I have to go on this trip, well, I'm going to obviously be there with Ryan when he fights on Eternal in uh, in the Gold Coast. But yeah. I'm going to have to be beating back these Tinder dates with a broomstick so nah. they stay away from Just him. Just let it happen. Let it happen. Maybe we'll bring Fizz with us. And no, can, don't. No. He can field them for us. Do you not remember the last time? Ah, uh, yes. The well, okay, well. Farting Fizz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That didn't. He didn't gel well with Ryan's <laughs> last fight camp, but that's okay. Ryan's uh, looking sharp, so looking forward to that as well in the very near 
very future. near future. Obviously, there's some Muay Thai fights on as well, and yep. uh, unfortunately, Sam Goodman had his fight scrapped. But uh, is there anything else you're looking forward to on the Muay Thai card? Obviously, you have a strong background in Muay Thai. I. It's a shame because there are no female fighters, um, oh, yeah. or no female fights going on, and. Um, but to be honest, like going to the weigh-in yesterday, seeing the stages, seeing the atmosphere, the people and that, just, I don't know, haven't had that like internal buzz for a while and it mm. started just getting me excited, you know, to, to look into the future as well. So well, that's what you need. You need a desire before anything else. Yeah. So. I, I'm just looking to, you know, maybe re-spark some sort of love to get back over the ropes again, you know. Or... Onto the mats? Onto the mats. This is interesting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes Jackie, Jackie, Jackie has oh. vehemently stated on many occasions she's never going to start doing jiu-jitsu and start rolling. And that if she did, she wouldn't let me be her coach and she'd go to M16 and get coached by Declan. Hey. He's a good coach. That? I was going to say this. <laughs> He's a good coach. There's nothing wrong with that. Do you remember the day I told you as well? Yeah, I cried for 20 He hours. was devastated. And then I was like, I will come... To Trinity, I guess. And now it's happened. Now she's uh, I'm a begun month, her process. I'm a month in. I've learned a, a few things. And the entire female base <laughs> at our academy is so happy. Avery is over the moon. <laughs> Tess and Amy and Julia and Caitlin and Laurie and all of the awesome, awesome girls down there. They have there. been amazing. I can't speak highly enough of. Um, the girl squad, you know. The girl squad. The girl squad. We are kicking it. I'm losing the battle at home now between the girl squad group chat and uh, and quality time, but you know that's okay. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> We've got things to talk about, all right? <laughs> that don't involve okay. the coach. <laughs> all right. I'm so sorry. I intruded on the time. <laughs> all right. Well, we are almost there, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Wait, are we going to Adelaide? Yeah, Adelaide. <laughs> And uh, I, would, I guess from this moment onwards, we'll probably have the background noise that you'll be able to hear in the, uh, in the arena, if, if you listen on past this point, that is. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some candid insights from the fighters, the promoting staff, whomever I bump into, uh, who I think might want to say a quick word. So let's see how we go. Alright, so I managed to corral Tony the Spartan Caruso real quick. It's fight night, we're at Apex. What have you seen of it so far? Man, it looks good. It looks awesome, man. And it's, uh, it's a step up, a massive step up. And it's, uh, it's a cool thing to see for Adelaide, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully more of this can happen. Yeah, yeah we should be able to hear it in the background. Yeah. The Muay Thai has just started. Yeah, just started yeah. We're in the backstage area. There's uh, like three corners. It's really tight-knit. We've got all the Muay Thai and all the MMA in the mm-hmm. same corners. Yeah. The smell of Tiger Balm yeah. is in there. It's everywhere. It's, it's pretty air. awesome. It's hot yeah. down here, it's, um, but you know, it's, the atmosphere is great, you know, yeah. like everyone's ready to go. And you can see it, man, it's a lot of young talent here, yeah. a couple of older faces, a couple of new faces. Oh, it's cool, man, it's good to see that Adelaide's in a great spot for martial arts. Yeah. Well, as a, as the sun goes down, all the lighting's going to come mm-hmm. up as well. I'm sure it's going to pop pretty yeah. hard. Now it's going to look cool tonight, man. The, the way they've set it up, I'm, I'm super impressed, so yeah. I'm excited to see the show. Well, we needed it all to go well, yeah, and it's yeah. going really, really yeah. well. I'll so. be there, man. Oh, I wake up this morning, I've seen a few clouds, and Oh, please go away, please go away. There's no way it was going to rain. Yeah, exactly. Oh, look who's sauntering past. Come through. It's happy Alan Hartley. We get a two for one here. This turns into a three way. Three way. Films like Europe so all over again. You're both Batphone podcast alumni. So and uh, bathroom is that way. <laughs> secret gathering, a secret meeting. So oh, you man. guys can't see this, but we are in the dingiest little oh, closet. 
we are, we are, Nick has dragged us in the darkest, creepiest <laughs> metal room. Salisbury, so this feels normal. <laughs> it's quite a large room. Alright. All right. So who are you looking forward to seeing? Uh, wait, in the MMA or the kickboxing? Yeah, either. Uh, I'm really excited to see Taylor's fight. I think that's quite a nice. Yeah. I'm so excited. I think Taylor's going to want a great performance. The kid he's fighting is a talent. So I think oh, this is going to be a crack, man. I awesome, can't wait to man. see it, man. Yeah. And Hartley, what do you reckon? For, for kickboxing, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, Josh Itzovich. Yeah, he's good. This yeah. guy is so tough. Yeah. Jesus, I'm happy to see that. MMA, uh, obviously my boy Josh. Yeah. yeah it's going to be a fast, a fast fight, I think, like high paced. Yeah, lots of back and forth. They're both seeing rounded everywhere. Yeah, well, yeah. Carlos is uh, from Cardio Flex, and he's a Correct. good kid. But I think that yeah, Josh is extremely prepared. So That's right. A lot of fun. That's right. Prepared. Any insights as to what what it's like on fight day for you both? What you, what goes through your head? I know you've both fought on a big stage. I, I, I'm in two worlds. I'm jealous and I'm excited. I'm yes. jealous because I want to be the guy everyone's talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited that there's new talent that's going to get talked about. So that's what I'm excited for. Awesome, awesome. It's always scary seeing how good how good everyone is, how quick. Because like, man, I was yeah. not that good at your level. This yeah. is scary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone is leveling up so fast. And even Mike Turner said the same thing. He's like. Because he's commentating tonight and he's done interviews with every fighter on the card. And he's just like, yeah, everyone's so legit. Everyone's coming from really good camps and they've got their heads screwed on. No one's cutting corners. Everyone has seeked development and found it. So it's looking forward to what's going to happen. Thanks to guys like Nick Hughes and Trevor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was paid for it. They got that money. Uh, Thanks, guys. Let's move on to the next. So I'm here and I managed to get... (laughs) A little bit of time with the superstar himself, PJ Van Guy and the Hurricane hello, is in hello. the house. One of our favorite alumni from the Batphone podcast. And you're fighting tonight, you're fighting Isaac Richards. Yes, yes. It's a very rare opportunity to get to chat to a fighter on fight night. Yeah. And uh, some of the things that I've talked about earlier in the day with some of the other people that I've interviewed is all of those like pre-fight jitters, pre-fight yeah. rituals, things that go through your head. But... Wanted to get it straight from you. How are you yeah. feeling today? I feel really good, man. I felt good all camp. Um, I feel good in the lead up. Slept like a baby last night. That's and awesome. then tonight, today, sorry, I, um, I had a nap and then that's when the jitters come a little bit. But mm. it's not too bad. It's not as bad as the last time. So it's a bit more under control. But I'm just excited, man. It's a combination of a few nerves and then heaps of excitement and just wanting to get it done. Yeah, I mean, you've trained so hard for this and you've set up yeah. a structure around your your fighting style and your round style to, to a point where you know exactly what you need to do. It's just yeah. about executing that. And, I mean, your first fight was an extremely back-and-forth fight where, you know, you hit walls and had to overcome yeah. them. So I think you're definitely going to benefit from that process of having gone through it already yeah. and knowing what to expect and then having to execute despite how you feel. Yeah, well, I feel the fight with Andrew Fulco really gives me confidence because we went three rounds it was an absolute war I've rewatched that multiple times and in all honesty like it could have gone either way um, and it was a tough fight so I feel like whatever happens in this one I know I've, I've got what it takes to go the full time I know what it, I know I've, I've got what it takes to survive a war and come out on top you're confident that you've upskilled in fight camp 100% I've leaps and bounds since my last fight I've had two camps essentially for this fight so I feel like who I am who I was in the first camp would be Isaac Richards, who I am today, will run through. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for your time, dude. Thank you. All right, I managed to get Taylor Bednars. How's it going, man? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I mean, you're the one fighting. Tell me how you're going. Yeah, good. Yeah, obviously, there's a little bit of nerves there, but excitement at the same time, and I'm prepared. I'm ready to get in there. 
Yeah, it's a rare opportunity to talk to fighters on fight night, and you know the reason I'm doing this tonight is because it gives a little bit of a timeline. You know, people follow you and your training and your fight camp, and they know how much you put in, and just to know that everything that someone goes through, it's it's real. You know, it's real for them, and yeah. when they hear it from you, it's it's a whole different world. So. You know, when you think about getting into that cage and landing some shots, well, how does that make you feel? It excites me. Yeah. Yeah, just knowing I've done the work, I've yeah. put the work in, I've put the hard hours in, I've gotten up, those 5 a.m. starts, yeah. training twice a day, it's all going to pay off today. I know I'm ready. I yeah. know I'm ready to get in there. Yeah. Well, win, lose, or draw, man, like, I know the martial artist that you've become in this process, and I know what it takes for you to get in there every single day to do that, and the test that you have in front of you is a test that's very necessary, but it's a test you're going to pass. Win, lose, or draw, everyone backs you because you're a good kid, you're a good person, and we know that you're going to be back in the gym, and you're going to be working towards better things, but it's funny, I was talking to a couple of guys before, and we didn't, I don't think we caught it on the podcast, but... It's like the job never ends, you know what I mean? Oh, it's just, yeah, no, no, it's never ending. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Like you wake up in the morning and it starts and like you have to, you do your nutrition, you do your weight cut and you make weight and then if you go eat a cheeseburger and a milkshake after that, you're done. Oh, it's that's over. it. No, you know you fucked up. But you know you fucked up. There. Because mentally as well, you're done. Yeah. But if you continue to rehydrate and get your nutrition in and then once the fight is over, you're still not done. No, like it's it. time to It's time to go to the next thing, the next bit of progression. Like... If you, um, you rock up at training, like let's say you do a conditioning circuit and things like that, mm-hmm. you're not done until you put all your things away. Oh, exactly. Right? <coughs> That's it. After the last set is finished, you have yeah. to like pack up everything. That's you, it. Put the reason I bring this up is because I know that you have this mentality. And this is just the big awesome part of the job that's solely yours like you get to do this for you yep there's a crowd but when you're fighting they don't exist oh, that's it and can't hear them no nah, this is just something that you've earned that you get to do for you so i'm really proud of you man thanks coach appreciate that let's get your hands wrapped and let's yeah. get going yeah uh, i'm here with fan favorite the fizz evan glicos wearing his fizz shirt because he is the fizz evan um <laughs> The number one question on everyone's mind is, do you like to party? Yes, I certainly do. <laughs> and all this training has made me miss out of, of all this partying, so I'm hanging out to get back in action. Well, you're about to party in an hour's time, man. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, there's a crowd here. Yeah, there's a uh, cage here. But yeah. um, you're here. Fizz is here. Yes. Fizz is ready to go. You've earned this tenfold. You had to do two fight camps. You had to refocus, and I've been talking about it all day. It's just very difficult to do and mm. what you've overcome and what you've faced down and what you've achieved so far has been absolutely amazing and now you get another chance to do it again so been up and down today yes i i have been i've been all over the place <laughs> can you believe you're doing this <laughs> yeah yeah i can i can well, this is the second time me doing this so i can't believe it i'm doing this <laughs> you heard it here first guys he can finally believe it well uh, I believe it. We believe in you, man. And as I said before, when you get in there and you start throwing and trading, regardless of how you are feeling, it's all going to be there, man. It's all going to kick in. You've trained so hard and done so much. You know how to shield. You know how to shelf. You know how to get in. You know how to land in the second phase. Everything that you know how to do is going to be there. And you know what it is? It's just an opportunity for you to have fun and do what you do best. Because you've got to remember, man, this is you at your best this is what you do best this is where you're meant to be looking thank forward you. to it thank you coach yes i am looking forward to it i feel, I feel sorry for this dude 
Hey, all right. See you at the after party. <laughs> all right. Batphone podcast alumni Mason and Levi. I hear, on the, I hear back on the Batphone podcast one more time. Um, We're going through everyone. We're going through everyone who's fighting tonight. We've had Tony and Alan they got absolutely crashed by everyone. We're here at Apex. It's actually fight day somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we were talking earlier about like uh, pre-fight rituals and shit like that. And I speculated that you guys have just been up watching hours of boxing fights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be right. <laughs> I mean, pretty much all day we've just been watching boxing fights and, and MMA fights. And but... what percentage of these fights were like gypsy bare knuckle fights that take place in a barn? <laughs> there was a few Tyson Fury ones so, and, and a couple of street, yeah. Yeah, a couple of street fight. fights because that's what you're all about. Yeah, but, um, get you in the mood. But yeah, no, I've just been spending the whole day watching fights and stuff like that. And yeah. Is that what you guys would now. usually do? Yeah, pretty much. Or watch Troy or Gladiator or something like yeah, that. Yeah, some motivational good. shit. <laughs> <laughs> very interesting characters. Yeah, very interesting. Well, Mason, you've put in some, some hard work. you found out what your weapons are throughout the fight camp. And you're looking forward to it, man. It's an yeah. interesting setup, you know what I mean? Having the Muay Thai right there, having the yeah. cage right next to it. Yeah. How do you feel about the whole deal? I just want to get in and fight. I'm not really interested in all this, like, charade and charade <laughs> and whatever you want to say. I just want to fight. And you would fight this kid in the car park, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would, like, like, prefer no crowd, but yeah. I suppose, yeah. There's a bunch of people that watch. It's fine. Yeah. We will make a circle in the car park. And <laughs> yeah. Just tuck it, chuck in a daisy chain or some shit like that if, if nothing's happening in the first round. I want to fight him in the car park. After, <laughs> yeah. after Mason beats him. Yeah, you're just upset that you got to fight him. <laughs> I don't know what this kid's done, but apparently you went to high school with him and I don't know. Maybe it was just the whole Evan decision thing. Yeah, that <laughs> too. Yeah. So. Well, life goes on. And you look, it's, it's not even a fighter that you're fighting. It's a skill set. Yeah. It's yeah. an opportunity. You know That's what an, you need to do. Yeah, not be too emotional. Like, um, what's the name, Reese? And Tony was telling me not to get too angry, stay calm. Mm. And yeah, your, your best shit comes from your precision and your power. Yeah. Nothing yeah. else. You're a technical fighter, and you yeah. get to show it now. Yep. Uh, I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you very much for yeah, chatting to me. Yeah. Have a good one. I'll see you. And flash forward, it is the next morning after Apex and the successful show that it was and the highs and lows of the fight game were on full display. Uh, it's difficult to do a recap and I was going to wait to do a recap, but I thought in the spirit of being as open and as candid as I possibly can, I should probably give the insights and uh, share what's going through my head at the moment. Uh, obviously a very up and down night with some heartwarming moments, some breakthrough performances and uh, some lows as well with uh, people that we care about having to face hardship. And this is essentially a summary of the fight game itself. Uh, but let's talk about the event. The event uh, went off really, really well. The production value of the event was great. I speak mainly from the perspective of the MMA uh, because this is what I was there for predominantly. Uh, but uh, when I arrived, uh, I believe it was just at the tail end of the boxing event. There were still some strongman events happening at the same time. And their Muay Thai kickboxing was just about to start. And, uh, you know, there'd been a lot of Instagram stories and shared social media pictures of things that have been happening during the day, like the jiu-jitsu competition that went really well. Uh, the strongman events, the arm wrestling events, uh, and it, it looked like 
from a spectator and ticket holder perspective that it would have been a real value for money event. And I, you know, I congratulate all of the event organizers and the entire crew and everyone that was involved uh, for making this happen, especially in this uh, COVID climate. So they deserve a lot of uh, respect and admiration for allotting these opportunities and making this happen. Uh, we really needed this in our community and we really needed it to go well and it, and it really did, it really did go well. So shortly after arriving, you know, I'm, I'm in the stands, there's lots of spectators. It was nice and hot on the oval at that point in time, but uh, the cool breeze started to roll through. And uh, we went down under the tunnel, under the run backstage. Uh, at that point in time, you know, it's uh, red and blue corners are split. There was still uh, some of the kickboxing and Muay Thai guys uh, in the back, but eventually they cleared so that uh, it was just the MMA. And, you know, the, the backstage environment at an MMA show uh, is really positive. Uh, just for those who are wondering, it is really, really positive. We were situated, uh, Trinity MMA was situated very close by to uh, Element. And we seem to be. We seem to be, uh, you know, Element technicians, uh, they're, you know, a really good bunch of guys, Matt Fairvestvez and... Uh, Richard Oliver, you've got Steve Brown down there, you've got uh, fighters like Sam Warren. And, and look, you've got uh, a bunch of guys there who are a tight-knit, close-knit group who have been progressing and, and training together for a long time. They had some debut fighters and, and they were really excited. They had their own ups and downs and highs and lows. And uh, it was, it's brilliant to see them stepping into their own. And uh, we're always <laughs> close by. Uh, later on in the night, we were close by with Alan Hartley and... Uh, and the complete control martial arts crew, and of course M16 with Miles and Luke, uh, and obviously uh, he had a very, very good evening with his first round submission, another first round submission victory to defend his title, and uh, sky's the limit for that guy. He really is a fantastic human being with uh, you know a lot of good, a uh, lot of good people around him, and a really good head on his shoulders. So I can't say enough good things about Luke Vidler. Uh, from the Trinity perspective, the first bout was Mason, and he was the second bout of the MMA of the evening. Uh, he had, you know, a, a very good showing of his tactics and game plan and skills at the beginning. This was his first fight, um, and it was his opponent's third fight, and that was a, you know, a good advantage that his opponent had. When we're talking about fighters with this limited amount of experience, especially in your first fight, you're going to face an, an adrenaline dump. And if it makes it into the third round, you're going to be facing a situation where you don't really believe you have anything left to give, but your corner and your mind and your body and your you know, competitive driver asking you to give quite a bit. So he did. He gave everything that he, that he had. Uh, Mason won the first two rounds and his opponent certainly came back in the third, but he was awarded the decision. And we believe it was the correct decision and a hard-fought bout. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of things get said back and forth with fighters and things like that. Look, it, it, they're at a heightened level of emotion, you know, before, during, and after. I've, of, I've often cited it as, you know, if you bump into someone on the street and they got aggressive with you, you know, that twinge of emotion that you feel, that gets elongated over, you know, four, eight, 16 weeks and uh, yeah, emotions can run high. But I can tell you from the conversations that the fighters have backstage after the bouts and, you know, the conversations that the coaches have as well, that 
opposing coaching staff, there's a lot of respect between fighters. There is no other person in that arena whom you share the most in common with. And it's, it's always on display that sharing this bond of actually sharing the cage, it always means more than any words that were said. Uh, and we have a lot of respect for anyone who steps through those cage doors and competes. So um, Jacob Barron was Mason's opponent on this night and he has a good future ahead of him. He has a lot of competitive drive and an, a lot of willingness to fight and he will be returning to the cage, I'm sure. Uh, the next bout was Evan Glikos and, uh, you know, for us it was Evan Glikos and, and uh, you know, facing adversity over the first round, uh, really reeling it back in in the second and starting to find his range and just coming into his own in the third round and really putting together the things that he had planned to do and, and really overcame, you know, he, he has overcome a lot to step in there and perform the way that he did and the entire crowd and our entire support network was just so proud of him. Uh, he really deserved that victory and uh, getting his hand raised, we all know what it means to him. And we all stand firmly behind him. Win, lose, or draw, we stand firmly behind him. And uh, just to see that big smile on his face certainly warms your heart, doesn't it? <laughs> he's, he's a good man. He's a good kid. And uh, he had the whole Spartan army <laughs> in his corner as well. Uh, yeah, and I suppose that's a, another thing I should touch on. You know, backstage we had a fantastic corner crew with uh, Anthony Bino, myself, Jake Chenoweth, Lee Jenkins, Antonio Caruso, Ryan Cooper was backstage, Levi Collins was backstage. Uh, and, you know, when we have fighters competing in close quarters, you know, I would assign, you know, Ant has to stay back with PJ or Lee has to stay back with Taylor or Ryan has to stay back with Evan whilst Mason is out. And they do that. You know, they do that without question because they they just know that the fighters need support and they deserve the best possible preparation and to feel like there's been no stone left unturned. And that's the way it is. That's, you know, win, lose or draw. Again, that's the way it always is. We make sure that everyone is as well supported and as best prepared as we possibly can. So moving forward uh, was Taylor's bout. Taylor looked fantastic with his striking. He was starting to develop that calf kick and uh, finding his range with his hand. It was obviously a very well, uh, well-matched fight. Very, very, uh, you know, close in skills and close in size and it was shaping up to be a really technical bout and Taylor's opponent uh, was getting hit with calf kicks and he had to overcome that calf kick, that range finder and that range damage weapon that uh, Taylor was using because it was allowing Taylor to slip in and out with strikes. Uh, Taylor's opponent then started to try to overcome it with you know, long, straight, hard punches. He had some success with it, but late in the round, he came with a flurry. Taylor got hit. He went to shoot. He got caught in a guillotine and fought that guillotine for his life, but Six seconds left, he had to submit to the guillotine. And look, this is, this is the fight game. It's a very, very difficult game to play. And Taylor played it with absolute honor and respect. And he uh, was very respectful for his opponent uh, after the bout. And Taylor will be back. That was a small snapshot 
into the ability that Taylor possesses and he deserves a lot of good support and opportunities to move forward in his career. And, um, you know, from going from a big high from, you know, from Mason and Evan and then turning around to Taylor, just having a disappointing evening, you know, a good showing but a disappointing result, that's hard for us and it's hard for him. But he knows he's supported and he is a brilliant fighter. He is a brilliant fighter and he's a brilliant human being as well. And we all stand in support with his entire family uh, and his entire family at Trinity MMA as well. Uh, then we turned around immediately. It was the next bout. I had to run up the, the, the shoot there for PJ. PJ had a lot of family support and fan support, and he was fighting another you know, very highly touted and uh, um, well-supported athlete in Isaac Richards. Uh, and again, you know, when we're talking about fighters who have had one fight, two fights, one fight, you know, there's a, it's actually very highly emotional. This is the first time they've ever competed in this arena before. Uh, it's almost life and death to them. You know, the, the first amateur fight they have, it, it means a great deal. Uh, a lot of these guys have, you know, quit their jobs and put a lot on the line to, to take a chance on this as a career and, uh, emotions run high, you know, um, the plan for PJ was to be as precise as he could possibly be, be very measured, um, make sure that he didn't get sucked into any flurries or anything that was um, too wild. Isaac came out with a big running knee that, that missed, but that sort of set the tone for the freneticism of the fight. And um, PJ was landing shots inside that were making Isaac rush and run forward. And that worked out to Isaac's advantage because he was able to put it on the cage and hold PJ. And you could see that after they broke apart, Isaac was getting a little bit more tired, but that was making him urgent. Uh, so the next time that, you know, P, you know, PJ was obviously very composed, but the next time that they broke out of that clinch, Isaac threw some big, hard, heavy shots and PJ got caught with those shots. Uh, and he was finished by a KO, a TKO. And, you know, Isaac was obviously very animated after the fight. Um, a lot of people jumped over the cage. And, and, and I know a lot was said about that on the night. I mean, I, I have my own perspective on that. There's no way that event organizers are going to be able to control 60 people uh, jumping into the cage. It is a tricky scenario, though. I mean, there's some safety issues. And look, that was all noted. Every, you know, every event organizer that I spoke to, coaches on both sides, that was all noted that, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough situation. Um, but it's a, it, again, it's a highly emotional situation. Um, the way that you carry yourself, the way that you're perceived, that's on you. You know what I mean? The, the things that you say after a fight, it's hard to be held accountable to, but you do make those decisions. And again, you know, sometimes when we're talking uh, amateur fights and, and things like that. You know, there's, there's a lot on the line for them in terms of their pride and, and their livelihood. But I mean, you know, PJ's family was also in attendance and to see their, their son and their loved one, you know, felled to some, you know, pretty difficult, you know, a difficult visual situation, some big shots, some big strikes. That's a very confronting visual. And to be jumped over... <laughs> by the elated uh, family of the, uh, of the opponent and in order for them to you know, jump into the car. I mean, it's just, it's just a difficult situation. And this is the reality of the fight game and it's things that I've seen before. You know, for every fan that you have in attendance that stands firmly in support of one fighter, 
um, you have a supporter on the opposing side who they have they have no choice but to care and love their their son, their sister, their brother, their cousin, their their best friend. You know, they they're going to stand in vehement support of them and. I think that's something to remember is that everyone's loved, everyone is supported and uh, it's the fight game. There, there is a winner and a loser. I can, I can tell you that uh, PJ is okay. I don't have a lot of m- more information. I, it's not really my place to share more information in, in this medium than that. But the only thing that I will say is that PJ is okay, he's supported and he's loved. And he will return to be the PJ that we know he can be. Um, Yes, he has a career outside of fighting, but man, I think Tony Caruso said it best. He, you know, he said to me after, he doesn't have to be there. He has options, but he has the guts and the will and the determination and drive to choose the life of fighting over any other choice that he may be able to make in his life. And we understand from our perspective how much PJ works and how much he deserves our respect and the respect of his peers. And he has it. He has it. He has the support and respect of every person he's ever come into contact with because that's the type of guy that he is. He's, he is undeniable, absolutely undeniable. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing more from PJ. So highs and lows of the fight game, and that's how it is. But uh, I always have to sort of look at it from the perspective of now we move forward. We move forward as an academy. We move forward as a state. Um, It was fantastic to see Shane Mitchell picking up a championship. Uh, Man, he is, again, another one of those guys who's undeniable, and he deserved that victory. Uh, This apex sports festival the format of it being outdoors the success of it i mean it opens the door now let's let's only hope that more fight promotions can get up and running and really get some a consistent run moving forward so that all of these people who have earned these opportunities have somewhere to develop their skills and showcase their talents um Many new names emerged from the Apex Sports Festival and I really, really am looking forward to what we can bring into the future. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next few months. I'm looking forward to the next few years and uh, I can only say that from the perspective of a coach, it's very, very encouraging to see the level of talent that is emerging from the state of South Australia and the level of respect that is emerging between the clubs in South Australia as well. I, I hope that if anyone hears these words, it encourages you to be as understanding as possible. Um, and I will add to this that we have a promotion right now in South Australia. We have Diamondback. We have Apex, which is an outdoor show, which is what we need to, to do right now. Uh, I hope that we can have more. I hope that we can have more K1 shows, more Muay Thai shows, more Jiu-Jitsu shows, and more MMA promotions as well, you know, amateur promotions that are, you know, that can work as feeder promotions to the bigger shows, uh, to Eternal, to DFC, to XFC, to Demolition, to Coastal Combat, to uh, Hex, to anywhere. I hope that this really 
start something now that just kickstarts the development of MMA in this state. And we can really open up, get shows every two months and just, just race forward towards the future because we have the opportunity and the level of talent to do it. Uh, it's not like it was before where, you know, uh, the people willing to put their hand up to fight was scarce. No, we have a, a stack of developed squads, developed teams who have a lot of fighters brimming to fight and all they need are opportunities. All right, guys, so I'm going to sign off today. Uh, the fights speak for themselves. I hope that if you listen to this, you got a little bit of an insight as to how it can be. The ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, and the respect, the community, and the culture uh, behind martial arts in this state. A huge thank you to everyone, absolutely everyone who's listening to this. And I am going to do my best to uh, analyze, study, move forward, and uh, help everyone as best I possibly can, as I always do, um, with my nerd skill (laughs) set. All right. Stay tuned, everyone, because we're going to be back. Same bat time, same bat channel for all the bat fans out there.